Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to the book of Matthew chapter 18. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. This week, we are starting our small groups up again. And uh, we're excited about it. We have uh, five groups starting. And uh, we want you to be a part of that. We want, to, we, we want everybody that wants to be a part of the Pentecostals of Springfield to take that next step beyond just attending a church service and come and hang out during the week a little bit. And uh, our small groups meet. Matter of fact, let's just do this real quick. The, when are the Grams? When are y'all meeting? What, what, what's your day? Wednesday at what time? 6.30. Wednesday at 6.30. We got the marshes. What time do y'all start? Wednesday, 6.30. And then the Sanderfields at their house over here. They're going to meet meeting Thursdays at 6.30. And who am I? I'm missing somebody. The Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday, are y'all Thursday? Wednesdays, 6.30. So Wednesday or Thursday. Did it, was that all five of them? Did I get them? Hayes. My goodness. Walkers in the Hayes. 6.30 Thursday. So Wednesdays or Thursday nights, uh, we would love for everybody to just come and just, it's, a, it's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, grab a quick snack, hear a word from the Lord, pray together, and uh, just hang out with somebody. You know, uh, I've heard it said, and it is absolutely the truth. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. You got to have the right friends. You got to hang around the right people. It is amazing to me just over the short few short years that I've uh, pastored how many people I've talked to that have, may have uh, come to Springfield, uh, moved here from somewhere, having come from a situation that was difficult. They were just around the wrong circle and uh, wanted to get out of that circle and get away. Because inherently we know that if, I've, if I'm around the wrong crowd, I'm going to probably do the wrong thing. We've got to get around the right crowd. Got to get around the right people. People of faith. People that uh, live for God and want to walk in righteousness. We've got to have the right influences in our life. And the Lord is, this is going to grow and continue to, to grow beyond where it is now. But this is really where the rubber meets the road when it comes to being apostolic. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 is true, but so is Acts chapter 2 and verse 46. They, can, they, they broke bread from house to house, and they spent time together. They fellowshiped together. And um, uh, we're looking forward to, to growth in these groups and revival and, and uh, just, just uh, there are folks that are coming to groups that don't come to church at all yet. There are folks in the group that have come to church for 30 years or folks in the group that have been coming to church here for a month or two or three or six or 10 months, whatever. And so we want to get connected with everybody. This has got to become the heartbeat of who we are as a church. God is doing this. There's a, there's a, um, there's a transition that's happening in the heart of this congregation. 
Acts 2 and 38 is it's it's the word of God. It's it's what to do about the sin problem. Okay? But moving on from there, there's more Bible than just that. And that that verse is the answer to the question that never changes. People have tried to change it or look elsewhere, but it hasn't changed. However, when we as the church see the mission of the church beyond Sunday, when we have purpose in the kingdom, uh, we won't need anybody to pat us on the back or thank us for being involved. And I'm all for that. We want to do that. Don't misunderstand me. Matter of fact, last night, this is kind of random. When uh, Last night we were in prayer and I needed somebody to get me a microphone and Brother Sanderfield and Brother Robbie were getting the sound system together and Brother Sanderfield brings in the microphone and sets it down here. He, you know, he, he, he didn't need me to just fall down on the floor and tell him thank you for helping me out in the moment because he understood the purpose and what's going on. And when you have purpose and you understand purpose and what you're doing, it, it no longer becomes about recognition and, and I need a little glory and I need a little praise for my involvement in the kingdom. But when you have, when you have a grasp on, and you've got a hold on your purpose in the kingdom and that what you are doing is making a difference, that you care and revival matters to you, that the growth of the kingdom matters to you, Praise God. That's why it's going to grow. And so everybody that's involved in small groups, uh, uh, it goes without saying, I'm praying for you. This church is praying for every group, every leader, every host, every home, every meeting. If the Holy Ghost doesn't show up in the meeting and the Holy Ghost doesn't minister, it's a waste of time. But where the love of God is flowing in that home and where the love of Jesus Christ is going from one person to another, there's ministry there. Praise God. Can we lift our hands and just love the Lord right now and pray over these small groups that are starting this week? Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we loose a flow of the Holy Ghost in every meeting. Lord, I pray that the love of Jesus Christ would minister, Lord, in every home group Bible study, that the love of Jesus Christ, Lord, would change lives and would draw people closer to you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that relationships would be formed and would be strengthened, Lord, with the people of God. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, Lord, I pray that your spirit would do a work in every meeting, every week, in every home. Lord, I pray that there would be a special anointing upon every home group meeting this week. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. <laughs> Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time and praise him this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. That was kind of a that was kind of a good Baptocostal hand clap of praise. I wonder if we could really give, a, give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is renewing some things and stirring some things in us. Praise God. I, I've, I've just been really kind of overwhelmed with what the Lord has done and where the Lord is taking us and things that are taking place right now. And uh, I want to be in the flow of what God is doing. That's where I want to be. I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be doing my own thing, but I want to be doing what God is doing. Uh, when I'm on the same page with the Holy Ghost, that's when the Bible, the scripture applies to us. Ask what you will and it shall be done. 
there's a lot of precursors. There's some folks that take that scripture and will uh, ask for a lot of things, but the Bible says that they don't receive anything because they ask amiss that they may consume it upon their own lust. Meaning that there's a lot of prayers prayed that God is not going to answer. He has no intention of ever answering them because it's simply prayed according to their own desires. It's a, it's a help me, prosper me, make my life easier. But when I get in alignment with the Holy Ghost and I'm submitted to his will and I'm submitted to what he is doing, then I can begin to ask for things and I'm going to see God begin to do things. I hope you still have your, your prayer list that we passed out last, last Sunday. And I hope you're praying for somebody. And I hope you're praying that somebody, that somebody would be strengthened in God, that somebody's relationship with God would begin to develop even beyond where it is right now. The, uh, the New Testament says, I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. That second travail is just as important as the first travail. Praying people through to the Holy Ghost, we've got, we've got to have it. But we've got to pray people through to discipleship. We've got to pray people into maturity. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. Didn't mean to bother nobody. I'm the only thing standing between me and Abelardo's. Yeah. If you haven't had the, the steak street tacos, it's about to happen been to Mexico a couple of times. If you want, if you want the real thing, that's it. So I'm going to preach quick. We'll be out of here in about two and a half hours. Matthew chapter 18, beginning with verse number 18. It says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two or three, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching any one thing, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Everybody say in the middle. God wants to take somebody from the perimeter and he wants to take you to the middle. This is the way that God does things. There's, there are certain things that, that have to happen. We've, gotta, we've got to be, when the Bible says if two or three are gathered together in my name, that really sums up and encapsulates the truth that if I come under his authority and I do things his way, I can't do anything in his name that is according to my own will and my own flesh. But when I'm doing something in his name, I cannot do something in his name that is outside of his word. But when I'm in alignment with the word of God, when I'm in alignment with his spirit and I am submitted to his will, then the Bible says that he will come and be in the midst of them. There is a, a we, we can have a perimeter mentality. There was always people in the New Testament that came to see Jesus, but they came to the perimeter. 
They came to the outside and they liked to watch what was going on, but they liked to stay in a place where they could make an easy exit should they decide to do so. There's a perimeter mentality that can be a hold, that can get a hold of people and that some people never really break beyond. But there's got to be a place in each and every one of us that says that I want to get in the middle of what Jesus Christ is doing. I don't just want to be on the outside of what he's doing. I don't want to be at the perimeter looking in. But when God is doing something, I want to be right in the middle of it. You see, this is how Jesus feels about his people. He said, if, if you come together in my name, I will not only be there, but I will be there in the midst of them. I'm going to get right in the middle of everything that they are doing. This is what Jesus does for you and I. This is how he responds to you and I, that if only two or three people come together in the name of Jesus Christ, the God that created everything will come down and be in the midst of, of them in that moment and in that time and will make his presence manifested to them. But there's got to be a two-way street in this relationship. It's not just about what God will do for me and, and how he will visit me, but I've got to come to a place where I want to be in the middle of everything that God is doing. Praise God. Praise God. There's got to be a, a, a mentality and a desire in me that says I'm not content to be on the outside looking in and just aware of what God is doing. I'm not happy to be aware that God is doing something. I want God to pour his spirit out on me and I want to be right in the middle of everything that God is doing. Praise God. I preached about it last Sunday morning. We're probably not through with it. But that there is a spirit of apathy that, that can get on a believer. And, and it has battled this church. It has battled this congregation. An apathetic spirit. The, 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 the word apathy simply means a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. If Satan can lull us to sleep with a simple mentality of of I don't give a care, then, then I will lose everything that God has for me in the future. I remember as a 12 or 13 year old, I was really struggling in school and I kind of developed the I don't care mentality, thinking that somehow if I didn't care enough, then somehow the difficulties that I was facing would, would somehow disappear. But as it turns out, because of my apathetic attitude, I wound up having to do a lot of catch up and a lot of makeup for what apathy stole from me. Let me tell you that apathy only does one thing in the life of a believer. It steals from you. It robs from you. And if you're ever going to get what God has for you, it's going to have to take intentionality to get back where God has for you because that spirit of apathy will rob your future. It will rob your time. The Bible says that we are to redeem the time 
time because the days are evil. But the spirit of apathy will rob you of your time. The spirit of apathy is the exact opposite of redeeming the time. And it will rob from you your future because you will live day to day just with a lack of concern and an I don't care attitude. It is a spirit of apathy that will let you be at the perimeter and see what God is doing on the inside but still not be involved with what God is doing. But there is a breaking off of this congregation of an apathetic spirit and it is coming to our minds and there was a realization of the people of God that say I do care about what God is doing. I do care about the kingdom of God. I do care about the advancement of the kingdom of God. I do care that I am used by God. I do care that God uses me in his kingdom and in this last day. Clap your hands unto the Lord and praise him this morning. Hallelujah. Apathy. Just a lack of concern. I don't care. I'll let somebody else do it. I'll let somebody else pick up the slack. I'll let somebody else care. I'll let somebody else do the praying. I'll let somebody else do the uh, 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 do the, the the intercession. I'll let somebody else do the work that needs to be done. Just a lack of care. Just no concern. I, I, I've got things on my list that I've got to do today and tomorrow. All the while, the minutes and the hours and the days are ticking by of your life. Days and hours and minutes that you will never get back. Days and hours and minutes that you can never go back to and and utilize them. This is what apathy will do. Apathy will lull people to sleep and, and they will be asleep at the wheel not understanding that it is robbing them of their future. But God has a prophetic anointing upon this congregation and this congregation has a future in the kingdom of God. This congregation has, has, has a promise from God of what he's going to do in us but it will not happen if we allow an apathetic spirit to rob our prayer to rob our worship to rob our response to the word of God to rob our involvement to what he is doing hear me this morning that that apathetic spirit will tell me it's okay to be lazy that apathetic spirit will tell me it's okay if I let somebody else do what I'm called to do but I've come this morning to preach to us that if we will get in the middle of what God God is doing if we will make up our mind to get away from the perimeter and get right dead center in the middle of what God is doing then God is going to meet us and the power of God is going to move would you lift up your hands and lift up your voice all over this sanctuary right now and say God I want to be free of apathy I cannot allow that spirit to destroy my future in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to break free from a lazy mentality of letting somebody else do the leading. Apathy will let somebody else lead when God has called you to lead. Apathy will cause you to let somebody else lead in worship when God has called you to be a worshiper. I'm not coming here to let somebody else lead the way. I'm not coming here to let somebody else uh, uh, pull the load uh, so that God moves in the house. But I've come here to be a part of what God is doing. I've come here to get in the middle of what God wants to do. 
Oh, hallelujah. There's got to be a culture change. You see, it was, it was, it was good hype last week, but it, 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 we, can, we can ride that mountain, then maybe, uh, uh, maybe we'll come back down. This is what our flesh is telling us. Okay, that was good for a weekend, but, I, but I'd rather take it easy. No, there has got to be a shift in our spirit to where we absolutely hate and loathe an apathetic mentality that wants to rob us of a move of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout amen. Come on, somebody shout amen in here. We are apostolic. We are not apathetic. God has called us to care about lost souls. And if I let somebody else do the worshiping and I let somebody else do the praying and I let somebody else do the leading and I let somebody else care, that means that that apathetic mentality has gotten a hold of me to where I just have a lack of concern. I have a lack of enthusiasm and I have a lack of all of those things that make me a, that, that make a difference in the kingdom of God. I I care. I am concerned about you. I am concerned about my brothers and sisters. I am concerned about my family. I am concerned about my city. I'm concerned about my friends. I care and I'm not going to let an apathetic spirit rob me of being used of God. I'm going to get away from the perimeter and I'm going to get in the middle of what God is doing. Let's lift our hands again this morning and lift our voice in this house right now. In the name of, come on, this is how you break through it. This is how you break through it right here. I'm not going to just do a lazy praise right now. I'm not going to just sit and fold my arms and let somebody else lift their voice. I'm not going to let apathy destroy my future. I'm not going to let apathy destroy what it can, but I'm going to be a worshiper. Hallelujah. 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 You ought to destroy the culture in your own mind of just coming and sitting. That's up to you. I'm going to preach it. It's up to you, but I'm going to preach it whether, whether you receive it or not because it's the word of the Lord. You've got to destroy that mentality in you of coming and just getting comfortable and waiting for somebody to pull a rabbit out of the hat or waiting for the right song to be sung. You see, this is all a lot of cliche stuff, but it all ties into an apathetic spirit that's got to be entertained in order to get a reaction out of me. God's church, God's church has never gotten over the fact that he washed me in his blood, that he filled me with his spirit that he delivered, I didn't deliver myself, I didn't forgive myself, I didn't fill myself with the Holy Ghost, he did it oh hallelujah, somebody clap your hands unto the Lord this morning yeah oh yes Oh, hallelujah. That old carnal spirit will want to dig its heels in and say, I'm not budging. That old carnal spirit will want to dig its heels in and say, you're not going to hype me up. I, I, I'm sorry that I've got to because if, if God's church has to be hyped up, it is only an exclamation that I have forgotten about the goodness of God in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God's church is an exciting church that knows that if it wasn't for the Lord that saved me and washed me, I'm not here dressed all nice and got my and got my life together because I did it myself. If I did it myself, then I would have the ability to just come and sit and pat myself on the back, but I never lose sight of the fact that he forgave me, he saved me, he washed me, and you need to be saved too. You need to have the Holy Ghost too. You've got to 
to have the same experience that God gave to me because I didn't do it for myself. God did it for me. God's church says, I can't wait to see somebody get the Holy Ghost. God's church says, I can't wait to see somebody get baptized and see their sins washed away because he did it for me. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give Jesus praise this morning. Hallelujah. 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 I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not sorry. It's the way that God wired me. It's the way that God that, that God that God wired my 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 brain and my system. I cannot I cannot come to the house of God and 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 I know we got flesh and I know we battle it, but there's something within me that that absolutely loathes and hates an apathetic spirit that just doesn't give a care. It is it is a spirit of apathy that will destroy a family. It is a spirit of apathy that will destroy your salvation that will destroy your future in the will of God it is a spirit of apathy that will rob you hour by hour and day by day week and month and year by year it is an apathetic spirit that will rob you and if by the grace of God you wake up one day and realize that your time has been robbed and wasted there's nothing that I can do to get that time back and God is trying to wake us out of an apathetic slumber and not just for a weekend but there is a culture shift in this congregation there is something God is doing right now where you have got to choose either I'm going to be apathetic or I'm going to be apostolic either I'm going to fight against God or I'm going to fight for him either I am with God or I am against him hallelujah the power of influence, it's such a powerful thing. We don't realize just how powerful influence is. We read the story in Acts chapter 16 about Paul and Silas in the prison. And those other prisoners that were there, they experienced deliverance and freedom that day because there were two men that even though they had been beaten and they were, they were a mess, they were in bad shape. The Bible says that Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. We've got it. We, the, the Lord is shifting and transitioning us. You've got to understand the power of your praise and your worship. You've got to understand what apathy will do. What apathy has the ability, if given over to it, it has the ability and, and, and you, you, your influence can be limited. But a church has got to understand this, that, that your, your, uh, 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 your influence over people sitting next to you is greater than you really understand. We are spiritual beings and your human spirit is radiating what you really believe and what is on the inside. Praise God. The greatest thing that you can do if you want your family and your friends to get the Holy Ghost and to get baptized is to be the most radical worshiper that you can be. You're not going to win anybody by being a dead Pentecostal. You're not going to make an impression on anybody. 
somebody by uh, by, by being a dead Pentecostal, but there's got to be a, a, every single one of us that says there's a city to reach, and I'm still excited about my salvation. I haven't gotten over the fact that he washed me in his blood. He saved me. He sanctified anybody. Did anybody hear me this morning? God's church, when we break out of apathy, you're not going to have to be told to worship God. Nobody has to be coerced into getting into the presence of God because I recognize that apathy has robbed me. I have recognized that lack of concern will just rob me of a move of God. But in the name of Jesus, we're breaking out of a spirit of apathy. In the name of Jesus, it's, it's, it's going to be defeated. In the name of Jesus, we are not an apathetic church. We are an apostolic church. We still believe the message. We still love the message. We still have not forgotten what he has done for me. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord and magnify him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why should anybody else want the Holy Ghost if it makes you sit there with your arms folded and a scowl on your face? If that's what the Holy Ghost does for you, then that maybe I can just get that in the world. I can get that after after a party and getting drunk and, and going through my hangover. I can get that somewhere else. But there's got to be saints of God that say, I will not be apathetic. I will not have a lack of concern. I will not just sit there and not care. I care about my family. I care about my future. I care about my salvation. I care about my kids. I care about my church. I care about my city. I care. I care. I care. I care. Oh, yes, it's going to break loose in here. It's going to break loose in here like it never has before. That old spirit of apathy is going to be loosed off of you in the name of Jesus. I'm looking at a group of people that are going to be the most radical worshipers you've ever been because that spirit of apathy has been bound because that spirit of apathy cannot stay. Oh, in Jesus' name, that's it. There's going to be something that shifts in our spirit. Our spiritual DNA is changing in the name of Jesus. In the, This isn't just a one-weekend thing. God's trying to bring us into something brand new. God's trying to bring us into something brand new. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just hold for just a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's an apathetic spirit that will leave a service and not give a care of somebody left without the Holy Ghost. That's what apathy does. If I can leave, if I can come and go with no concern for the lost 
apathy. Apathy. No concern. No concern. I, just, I don't care. Now, it may not cross your mind in that tone. But it's, it's, it's almost like an absent-mindedness. Blinded to the will of God and what God wants to do. Everybody's got a decision to make. But it should bother us. Our number one concern. The number one thing that bothers me is whether or not somebody got the Holy Ghost and or somebody got baptized in Jesus' name and or somebody got connected with a Bible study group. That's Everything else doesn't matter. I, I want to have the temperature right so everybody's happy. I want to have everything, all the conditions in the room right so it's comfortable. But you know what? I, I, I have, I, I've heard a lot of complaints over the years and concerns about things. But you know what? It's time for us to complain in our own prayer room about what we want to see God do. I'm all about hearing all that kind of stuff if it's necessary. But you know what I'm concerned about? I'm concerned about whether somebody came and left and didn't even feel a drop of anointing, didn't feel any conviction because everybody just sat there with their arms folded because they had forgotten what God done for the, has done for them. God's church has never forgotten about his goodness, about his blood, about his spirit, and we are still excited about the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's how we're going to reach Springfield. We're going to reach Springfield because we care. We're going to reach Springfield because we're still excited about the Holy Ghost. And there is nothing more exciting than seeing somebody repent of their sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it burns within us so much that when somebody needs a touch from God, that you're going to approach them and say, can I pray for you? Can I pray with you to receive the Holy Ghost? God wants to fill you. God wants to do it. Lift your hands all over the room right now. Somebody begin to cast off the spirit of apathy right now in the name of Jesus. It's not one weekend and done. God is changing the DNA of who we are in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you would like to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, I want you to come to this altar right now. God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, the water is warm. Your sins can be forgiven this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Reach over and pray for somebody right now. Put your hand on their shoulder. Grab them by the hand and let's pray together right now. Something's got to break in this congregation. In the name of Jesus, there's something that's turning over in the spirit here. In Jesus' name. You have no idea how hungry that person is. You have no idea how they're waiting for you to say, can I pray for you? (laughs) 
in the name of Jesus Lord Jesus I'm hungry for you Lord I'm hungry for you I'm hungry for your spirit I'm hungry for another touch in the name of Jesus I cast off the spirit of apathy I reject it in the name of Jesus I renounce it in the name of Jesus God I've got to have revival in my life I've got to have revival in my family Come on, that's it. Somebody's ready to pray this morning. Somebody's ready to touch God in this house right now. He I haven't come just to come and go. I've come to see God touch somebody's life this morning. I've come to see somebody touched by the power of the Holy Ghost. hallelujah no more hour and a half and I'm gone no more two minute altar calls and I'm gone I'm hungry to see God do something I care I care whether or not somebody gets a breakthrough I care whether or not somebody gets the Holy Ghost I care whether or not somebody gets deliverance I care I care I care I've come to pray like I care I've come to minister to somebody like I care I loose another anointing in this congregation. I loose an apostolic anointing upon us in the name of Jesus. I loose a radical spirit upon us in the name of Jesus. I care. I care. I'm concerned. I'm concerned in the name of Jesus.
God is touching people all over the sanctuary right now. Somebody lift up your voice while the Holy Ghost is moving right now. Somebody worship him while the Holy Ghost is doing a work in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Last weekend, we all felt a witness of the Holy Ghost powerfully. Right? Yeah. We felt that what the Lord was saying was doing was dead on. Boom. Then there comes the process of walking it through to see the culture change. It's one thing to experience something, boom. It's another thing for that to become the norm in my life. That's why, you know, it's, it, it's very common. People will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and then not speak in tongues for a little while again. Boom. It was like a big, they felt it, they got it. And then they begin the process of a relationship with God and what was once a an explosive one-time experience when it began it becomes the norm we may have to dig for a little while but I'm going to tell you right now we're going to dig out every little bit of apathy that resides in my heart I want everybody that that once this is up to you this is up to you but I do feel like there is a a dividing line in the spirit we have tried to create this place between apostolic and apathy and live in the middle and there's no such place it does not exist the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all and wicked desperately wicked who can know it I don't know if it'll be through this month I don't know how long it'll be the Lord deals with this but I, I, I want to tell everybody every saint of God ask the Lord Lord if there's any bit of that in my heart that I don't even know it's there I want you to dig it out because I don't want it there I want to be apostolic the way that you want me to be 
I, I want I want to you I want to be what you designed your church to be. That's what I want to be. I don't want to be my own version. I don't want to I don't want to do it on my terms. God, I want to do it on your terms. Let you lift your hands right now in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice right now in the name of Jesus. I command every 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 shred of apathy that may have been hidden in our hearts in the name of Jesus. God, that stuff's going to break off of our spirit, and there's going to be a new radical spirit that comes in this place in the name of Jesus hallelujah Lord we are asking you to dig it out Lord we relinquish it we release it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Lord we want to be right in the middle of what you are doing not just at the perimeter of what you are doing in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise this morning.